Weencast, a ween podcast with Shane and Rory. Hey, what's up? This is Shane. And this is Rory. And this is Weencast. And we welcome you to a new episode. We are back. Yes, welcome everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Weencast. Yeah, man. And it feels good to be back. Heck yeah, back to 2002, everybody. So we're going back to a show from 20 years ago this year, 2002. Oh yeah, that's true, dude. Yeah, man. The um the show is April 27th at the Shryock, if I'm saying that correctly, the Shryock Auditorium, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, Illinois. Wow. And what a show that was. <laughs> Well, before we get into it, as always, we just want to let everyone know to hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weencast podcast. We're trying to do new stuff at least once a month. Um, We just added our eight full length episode on Patreon. Yeah, dude. We reviewed the Tomato Mixes 2020 box set for Sound of Virgin. Yeah, man. It was pretty awesome hell of a lot of fun and a great listen so if you haven't joined us on patreon yet come on over and check us out on patreon and you won't regret it so this is a pretty big road trip show at least it was for me at the time yeah dude this is pretty monstrous this is pretty monstrous (laughs) i'm pretty sure this is our biggest road trip for a ween show ever wow man i gotta say i this beats out any of my I went from Eugene, Oregon down to San Francisco, but that wasn't as long as far as this. I think that was 11 or 12 hours. Wow. But this was, and we were trying to count it all out because, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we went to St. Louis first and then Carbondale, but it was probably about 14 hours to St. Louis. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So this is the last show on the little mini tour from the spring of 2002. So... Some of the last shows that we were talking about from the history, you and Amy and some of the state college crew had gone to. Yes, totally. So Amy and I had gone to two shows in North Carolina the week before that started the tour. It was a little tour that was, I think, like seven or eight shows, eight shows over the course of nine days or something like that. And we went to see them in Asheville on April 19th. Mm -hmm. And then we went to see them in... Green at Guilford College on April 20th, and, and a whole bunch of state college people came down. Right. And that's all been documented in our previous episode. Yeah. About those shows. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to those uh, episodes, check those episodes out because this is all part of the same little mini tour, but this was the this was the last one of that little mini leg. Yeah, dude. No, it was an interesting little like um, spring tour, just like a short tour, short, fast burst of these shows. And you know, a few of them were at universities, and many of them were kind of in these theater-style, you know, auditoriums. Yeah, man. And so that was kind of interesting, and this place was the same way. But yeah, and then, um, so this the year 2002, uh, they really hadn't played that much up until this point. Just a couple, what was it, three shows before this tour, and then this tour itself is only uh, not even a dozen shows. Right, right, right. So 2002 ends up being ends up being a year that there's not a lot of uh, a lot of, not a lot of ween shows to speak for, speak of. Right, right, right. 
And, um, you know, and this was our, this was actually our last opportunity to really see them before Claude's accident. That's true. Mm -hmm. In August of 2002. Yep. Because, uh, you know, I want to say that there were shows between them there, but they were just in places that weren't, that we weren't able to go. Right. Is your cutting board dried out, ugly, and lacking luster? Do your tables have too many water rings to count and need a fix? Are your kitchen utensils old and damaged? Maybe you just want to add a little bit of natural wood beauty to your home. Whatever it is, you can count on West Brandywine Woodworks to provide for you. We make high quality custom hardwood items for your home. From cutting boards to shelving, West Brandywine Woodworks has you covered. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Mention Weencast when you order for 21% off. So give us a like and a follow and don't forget to mention Weencast for 21% off your order. West Brandywine Woodworks, custom simplicity for your home. For for this show in Carbondale, this was a Saturday, and I can't remember exactly how we had put it together, but I think it was just sort of like the perfect blend of things. It was a weekend, first of all, and so our friend Corey was living in St. Louis and going to school there at the time. So I think you guys were probably like, hey, we can go and we can stay overnight with Corey and that's not too far. Like, we should do it. And I was totally jealous of you guys going to the last two down south and I'm like, I'm fucking going. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I think that totally was the case because um, this this is still um, relatively early in my relationship with Amy. And so we were just kind of chomping at the bit to do some traveling, I guess. And so all these ween shows came up and we couldn't string together more of the shows in between the weekends. But yeah, having Corey only be, um, it's less than, it's, I forget exactly how far it is, but it's less than two hours from Carbondale to St. Louis. It just seemed like a natural combo trip to throw in a trip to see him for the day ahead of time. Right. And I feel right, like right, right. It, I feel like it was long enough of a drive that, you know, you sort of don't want to just show up there like right before the show. Right. And be like, okay, I'm, we're, we're going to drive 14 hours of this show and then <laughs> spend, you know, three hours at it and then go home. <laughs> so. Well, one of the. One of the memories that I have is pretty clear. I had started a new job. I can't remember exactly how long I was there before this happened, but it was definitely under six months. And my boss at the time, who we actually wound up being really good friends, he basically was just like not having it because I had just told him like, look, that Friday, like I won't be here. Like, what do you want me to do about it? You know, do you want to, can you just put me down for a sick day for that Friday? And he was like, why would you even think it's okay to ask me that? (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling him that our friend Corey lived out there and, you know, we were going to go out and see Corey, but I didn't tell him that we were going to go to the Ween concert. I, I was smart enough to not say like, you know, that's sort of like the main purpose for the trip. I was just like, no, like my friends are going and this is the only weekend that we could all like get together. But I was kind of like, I was still, you know, we were still pretty young and whatnot, but I was kind of like doing him a favor in my mind. It's like, 
wouldn't you rather me tell you, like, I'm not going to be here that day than just not show up? Instead of just lying. So ultimately, like, he was like, it's fine. Just go. Come back on Monday. As long as you're back on Monday or something. You know what I mean? Like, we we smoothed it over. But I specifically didn't tell him that we were going to the Ween Show. And now I'm kind of cutting to after the fact here. But, you know, of course, we got t-shirts from, you know, that show and, like, that tour. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I don't know if it was the first time I wore it in there the second time because I could wear whatever I wanted at the position that I, that I had at the time. So I would just wear like my, you know, ween shirts and shit. And uh, and he totally like called me out on it the one day. He's like, when you guys went out to uh, Illinois that weekend, he's like, did you see ween? And I was just like, yeah. Well, the, the, show, the, the shirt has the tour dates on it, right? Well, exactly, exactly. I had, that just sh- like, I had the shirt for that tour, I think. Yeah, yeah, those are those are cool shirts. And he was just like, oh, okay. Like, and then it sort of like dawned on him. Like, but I think I, I drove up to... State College Thursday night that we left. So I came up to State College and then at some point or another, we left State College like that night, Thursday night, pretty much drove through the night and got there like Friday afternoon. Yes. So I got to think that you got into, we must have left State College at like nine or 10 o'clock. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. At night. And and it's a, as we were trying to map it out, from there it's about 12 hours to St. Louis. So if we were leaving, that would put us there a little before noon the next day. Right. Driving straight through. I feel like that's that's got to be right because one of my memories of the trip is... We, we took turns like sleeping in the back seat. Like I, I definitely remember having like a, a sleeping session where like, you know, it wasn't my turn. It wasn't my turn to drive. So I was like taking a turn, like trying to catch some Z's. Well, from what I remember, you guys were really cool because I think we had taken Amy's car from State College out west. And I was pretty much just like, yeah, if you guys just want to drive, go ahead. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was our Cirrus. You, you, the two of you drove the car and I pretty much was just like, no, thanks. You know, so I'm sorry about that. And thank you. But anyway, this is a, a, our Cirrus. And so it was like a four door sedan. So it's pretty, com- pretty spacious and comfortable for the three of us. But yeah, dude, I don't, I don't have a lot of memory. I th- feel like we just try to drive straight through as much as possible mm-hmm. and barely even stopped to, you know, except to, you know, refuel and get moving. And then I, I, I remember at Corey's that, um, I mean, I guess we must have took a nap or laid low or something there, but then we went out to, um, and, and we, I couldn't remember the name of the bar, but we went out to this bar that had this Grateful Dead cover band called The Schwag. At least Corey, I was I was actually uh, chatting with Corey a little bit to prepare for this episode, and he seemed to recall the name the Sh- the Schwag. And I actually went online, and indeed the Schwag is like a really they're like a huge Grateful Dead cover band that have been together for like thirty years. Yeah, I remember it being a pretty legit band. It was a cool bar and and hangout, and um, uh, and it was it was a cool band. And I remember like a you know pretty nice crowd dancing and stuff, full on like Dead cover band style. It was awesome. Yeah, totally. And then since we were already there that night, the sweet thing about that was is that because um, it was something like an hour and a half or something drive to Carbondale from St. Louis the next day, we kind of we kind of were able to pace that out. Yeah, I think you and Amy were like, okay, we'll go like check into like our hotel and um, and then we'll just like meet you at the show. And we were like noted. So <laughs> so Corey and I just like drove 
I think he took his car and we drove to the show and we like met you guys there. And we should throw in another tidbit about this is my brother Craig was at this show as well on a completely unrelated trip. So my brother Craig had a couple of buddies from his time. He was in the Navy for six years. So he knew a couple of guys that lived out there. And I think it just so happened to like work out. Like I was telling him like, yeah, we're going to, you know, this week show out in Illinois and he's like I'm gonna be in Illinois that weekend and it was like are you fucking serious and it, it was like well yeah we're we're going to the ween show and he's like all right we'll go to the ween show too like I think it was so, I think that's kind of like how it went down yeah and it was like and him and like a couple of his other friends who I didn't know like at all I think I just met them like that night were just at that show also they did not come with us and they did not go home with us either. And coming from a totally different direction, you know, Chicago. Yeah, right. Close enough that it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll hit up that show, too. I, I just can't believe that that happened. Especially looking back on it, it's like, how the fuck did all that come together? Yeah, totally. And and, and also pulling Corey away. Um, he was in school at the time. You know, pulling him away to the show because it's not exactly like it's in St. Louis. You know, it's still a little bit of a drive. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. One other thing that sticks out in my memory, kind of a hazy story, but there was dudes that we saw before the show that had big cardboard cutouts of Dean and Gene faces. And they were from, I think there's like that one like promotional photo from the mollusk or something of the two of them. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that's where they, that's where they came from. But they were like, it was just their heads and they were pretty fucking big and they were like on sticks. And you know, I thought they were cool and everything. I don't think we got, got to like talk to those guys, but they were just like, you know, walking around campus, just like, woo. And just like the big ween heads on, on these sticks. And then there was a, there was a girl who was like in line and was like busting their chops because she claimed that that came from like her photograph or something like where'd you guys get that photo to use it and it was like yeah like on on the internet it's like yeah like that's my photo and blow you know it was just like what the fuck are you talking about like that's your photo like it was like i recognize where those came from like immediately <laughs> you know but i guess she was like giving these dudes a hard time because they like made these printouts of that picture you know <laughs> My goodness, people. And them just being like, what do you, what do you, what do you want us to do? Like, you know, fuck off. You know, like, what? We're not going to stop using the heads. Yeah. Know, it's like, don't, don't bust their chops. Like, those are fucking cool as hell, you know? But anyway, I, I, I digress. That's an amazing, I don't remember that at all. So that's an awesome memory, dude. I can't remember where those guys wound up in the show, but I definitely remember seeing them like outside. Maybe they weren't allowed to bring those things inside, you know, after all or something, but well, I definitely remember seeing them walking around like the, the campus, like outside. I could see them not being allowed to bring them in. Yeah. So that's funny. But yeah, dude. So uh, Shry Rock Auditorium is it's a college auditorium, you know, theater. They had a gigantic pipe organ. Oh, my goodness. It's like mind blowing. And actually, this is an opportunity to give a shout out to Stallion Mang because he's got a video uploaded for this show. Yeah. Now, the the audio for the, the audio that accompanies that video is not that good. But the video is actually pretty darn good at times. And uh, and you get some nice close-ups of like Diener playing guitar and whatnot. But at the very beginning, you can see these gigantic, this gigantic um, pipe organ like in the side of the theater. That's pretty baller. And yeah, I mean, it had a small standing room only area up front, but mostly it was just like theater seating. I don't remember exactly where I was sitting, but um, I, I just remember it was like standing at your seats kind of deal. Yeah. I think we had like three different sets of tickets. Yeah. 
what was it like Amy and I, Amy and I were just like, well, we're getting our own fucking ticket. And you were like, well, I have to get my ticket then, you know, like where we like, just, you know, it was like, I can't remember uh, being a little bit um, bloodthirsty or something. Cutthroat, cutthroat, a little cutthroat. You know, also I think back in those days, it was just like, well, can, can any one of us afford to buy like five or six tickets <laughs> up front? Yeah. You know, can we, can we even like front the people for, you know, that many tickets at a time? Yeah. Um, even though they were probably like 20 bucks or something, totally. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think it was like you and Amy had one set of tickets. I, from what I remember, I think you guys were sort of more on the left and then Corey and I were sort of more on the right. And then my brother and his friends were like up front, uh, like in front of us, like a few like rows. Yeah. And a, a funny, a funny memory was, you know, we, uh, Meaning me. When I say we, I mean me. I I didn't want to like leave our like seats. Like I was like, because Corey was like, why don't we just go up with your brother? And it was just like, no, 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 because these are our seats here. And it was just like, who <laughs> fucking cares? Like you know, like oh, I don't want to get like kicked out or something. You know, I don't. You know, it's like please. Like I don't even remember anybody like looking at our tickets and telling us where to go. I think we just did that on our own. And it was like, dude, you can go anywhere you, you fucking want. Like nobody gives a shit, you know? Yeah, but you just couldn't couldn't get up the cojones. <laughs> I think maybe like at the end of the show before the encore, we like finally went up there with with him or something like that. I don't, I don't remember anybody getting like thrown out or any kind of ruckus or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think the crowd had a pretty good energy and got us rowdy as you can get in one of these like you know yeah sort of theater style um auditoriums right well so that pretty much puts us up to the to the show itself do you want to do the set list sure man they opened with she wanted to leave the grobe spinal meningitis got me down piss up a rope take me away don't get too close to my fantasy mr richard smoker waving my dick in the wind voodoo lady spring theme freedom of 76 Exactly where I'm at. Mutilated lips. Bananas and blow. Pumping for the man. Roses are free. The mollusk. Baby bitch. Ocean man. D's nuts. Sketches of Winkle. You fucked up. Dr. Rock. I can't put my finger on it. Touch my tutor. The going gets tough from the get-go. Buckingham Green. If you could save yourself, you'd save us all. And then the encore, which had six songs. The HIV song. What Diener was talking about. Ohio by Neil Young. Tender Situation, Booze Me Up and Get Me High. And the finale, Buenos Tardes, Tardes Amigo. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Um, it's It sort of keeps going and going. Like, I was just thinking about that, how if you take the show before the encore, it's eh, a little short. And then it just kind of keeps going and going. The video clocks in at two hours and 34 minutes. So, and that doesn't include probably all of the... I probably some time was cut out waiting for the encore, but right. But um, that's a pretty pretty substantial show, you know. I got no complaints there, man. No, I mean it's a good it's a good length. It's thirty four songs, you know, total. Maybe a little too heavy on just like some of the standards, but there's some highlights of this show for sure, you know. Well, dude, yeah, the show's got a lot of comments. It's almost like I was likening it to almost like a a best of, you know, kind of if the crowd pleasers and right, just sort of all in one, all in one um, concert to kind of wrap this, this tour up. And, but I would, I would say that on first glance, at first glance, I was looking at it like, oh man, this is just kind of like, you know, 
I, you know, I was waiting for the show to like give me something, you know. And but there's some there's some good stuff in here. Spring theme it's totally that was only the 18th time that was ever played, you know, and 70 times overall. So so that's not yeah, man. D's nuts. <laughs> yeah, D's nuts is definitely a highlight. Yeah, dude. If you don't know about D's nuts, well, first off, it was 15 <laughs> times total. If you don't know about D's nuts, D's nuts is basically Claude singing like falsetto to the, the, the they're all doing the uh, the song these these eyes oh they're crying these eyes have seen a lot of things that I'm never gonna see another one like I had with you. But it's all it's all about these nuts. Yeah. And so so anyway, so that's a spectacular rarity. And you know, something like um Ohio is awesome. Like that's Yeah, man. Totally not played a lot. Yep. And Tender Situation is also like another rare one on here. So there's definitely Yes. There's definitely um, enough rarities in here to get you coming back, I feel like. Absolutely. And you know, it it's actually it's really the first time that you know, I just looked at Brown Base and just went to everything for the state of Illinois. And it's the first time that they were really anywhere outside of Chicago. All the other shows that they had played in the state were in Chicago. So, like, if you look at a map, it's it's pretty far south of of Chicago. So, yeah. Oh, totally. It is kind of a unique little area there especially at that time for them to play. It's like a new place to, it's like a new place for them to play in the, in the area. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. This is like, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. More rural, like Southern Illinois, Southern Illinois university is like the, I think the main thing in Carbondale and, uh, and, and Carbondale is even South of St. Louis. Right. Pretty, pretty close to um, not much more than an hour away from Kentucky. Right. So definitely getting into that pretty rustic part of Illinois. Like completely opposite of the northern part with uh, Chicago land, right? But you'd have to think like there's got to be a decent number of people at this that it's you know probably their first show. Totally, you know. So you got to get some you got to get some some standards in there for you know for the people. Well, some sometimes I wonder if, especially back then when they were playing like outside of their you know they're like the Northeast, the Mid Atlantic, like when they're playing away from their uh, main area of popularity, you know, emanating from like Mm -hmm. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, et cetera. I wondered if sometimes they would rely on set lists that were a little bit more stocked with regulars just to make sure that the, the, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like if there's going to be fewer hardcore fans there, it would make absolute sense, but there are definitely, you know, like we said, there are some good standouts. I would say the show takes a little bit of time to get going because it definitely starts with a lot of um, a lot of regulars. She wanted to leave is one of the most common openers. It's a great song. All these songs are really well played. That's what I would say. Is that um, yeah? You know, just because a song's not uncommon doesn't mean it's not played well. And so Diener just shreds it on like all these songs. Oh yeah, and they're like playing in like prime form. I want to say that no one really gets a lot of opportunities to to jam. Um, outside of like Diener and Glenn a little bit, you know, just outside the ordinary stuff. Right. But now, dude, a lot of like quality, like versions of this would be if you were looking for like putting together a live, a, a showcase of live shows, picking songs from this show would be a good move because these are all well played. Mm-hmm. And like Voodoo Lady is fucking awesome. Diener 
just like blows you out of the water with the solo. And then he does the talk box like wild. Yeah. I think at one point he's like not even like looking at his like hands. He's just like doing the talk box and just like, wah, wah, wah. do you feel <laughs> like I do? <laughs> but that was awesome because you know again you know the old age old you know ween a jam band they're, they're not a jam band but they do jam and so that was like a cool little like jam block was voodoo lady followed up by spring theme and spring theme is rare enough that i feel like it's always going to be like one of the highlights of a show yeah yeah it's such a good song it's very funky yeah dude and so to have voodoo lady which was spectacularly jammed out, like follow, uh, lead into spring theme was pretty cool. That's kind of like when the show, I feel like, that's when I think the fan could finally be like, rest assured, it's going to get brown tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know? Cause, Good call. Because up until that point, it, w- it was just kind of, you know, Don't Get Too Close to My Fantasy was like the most like risque, you know, song. And then you get, you know, Voodoo Lady, which was is regular, but totally jammed out. And then Spring Theme's awesome. What other highlights were there? Dude, Bananas and Blow, I always like to mention... Just because Diener's solo. Oh, yeah. It's just like blows me away. And that's like, it's funny. It's such an unassuming song, I think. And then you realize that he has the most amazing solo in there. There was, um after Bananas and Blow, There's there was all sorts of commotion and things going on on stage, dude. By the way, I was just looking at my notes. And after Bananas and Blow, Diener says, Diener had to go take a leak. And someone's in the crowd yelling, Mama got the chicken, Mama got the beef, or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ridiculous people yelling. Yeah, I mean, I listened to, shout out uh, once again to uh, Boognish Monster, because I was listening to the tracks on YouTube, um, the, you know, just the plain audio, and uh, there is definitely some, like, knuckleheads, like, you know, I don't know if they're just close to the mic, or where they were, or, or whatever, but there's definitely a few times where you can hear people yelling, and it's like, what was that? Like, what is that for? Yeah. <laughs> totally so yeah you're you're right on with that one but that was so interestingly you know diener's like Giner had to go take a leak and there was enough time for people like to be jeering and saying ridiculous things but i was just actually checking the video they do pump it for the man after that and aaron's still not back so aaron like disappears you know this makes me think you know he maybe he wasn't just going to use the bathroom so he disappears long enough that he's not in the next song pump for the man well, that's probably why they play that, because it's just like, you know, they don't need him. It's just a Diener jam. Yeah, totally. And a chance for him to step out and take a leak or whatever he was doing. Dude, they really jammed out Roses Are Free. And I, it's like funny yeah. because, you know, we talk about Voodoo Lady and Roses Are Free and they're like such common songs. You know, it's like, hey man, if they're played well and like rocked out, I'm going to mention it. Yeah, they're definitely, Roses Are Free is definitely a really sweet jam. Yeah, dude. It was like eight minutes long. 
And I don't know if that's like a normal thing, if I'm just noticing it for this particular show, but it was totally um, rocked out. And then it ends with this like, you know, sort of crescendo of all these symbols, like and the crowd just like roaring and, and getting really loud. And it was just this, this awesome moment with Claude on the drums. Yeah, and they do some acoustic shit too. Some of this is acoustic. Well, Aaron on the acoustic. I don't think Gene. I don't think Diener was on the acoustic, but Aaron brought out the acoustic for the mollusk, and then also Baby Bitch, and then he wraps out the mandolin for Ocean Man. And dude, the funny. It was funny because, again, there was like this like Diener's like we're taking a little break. You don't mind, do you? And I'm not. You can't really tell exactly what's going on in the video, but like. There's there definitely there's a few moments throughout the show where there's like these technical difficulties or something going on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Aaron's like noodling around on the mandolin and he's totally like noodling around and I can't I don't want to embarrass myself by trying to like replicate it right now. But but he's just fucking around on the mandolin and it's pretty cool. And he's just like I'm oh, I'm writing as we speak. So it was cool. There was these cool little moments throughout the show. Yeah. And then when that was um yeah and after Ocean Man was D's nuts so. Okay. That's probably like the highlight of the evening. Is these nuts. <laughs> I love how it's not just like one line either. It's like it's almost that entire song just parodied. It's definitely like you know when they first start it you think it might just be one little like these nuts. Dun, 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 dun. You think it's just going to be one dun, like dun, verse dun, of dun. the song. But no, then they do like a whole nother these nuts. They you know <laughs> Oh, he gets to the um, you know the chorus where it's like these nuts are crying, these nuts have seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another love like I had with you. Yeah, these nuts. <laughs> no, it's funny. So I mean, no, it's a couple minutes long. It's, it's like a legit track. It's you know. Yeah. It's more than just a tease. That's the best part about it. It's not just one little, you know, tease like a like just the first line of it. No, 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 no. It's the it's basically the whole song. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that's really cool. <laughs> and then like I said, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a rock block and then um, you know, can't put my finger on it with a nice long chant. Yeah, dude. And they finish off the main set with If You Could Save Yourself, which is, it's only the fifth time played, am I right? Yeah, dude. No, they just opened it. They just rocked, started rocking that out just that year. They were sprinkling in Quebec songs, right? And that, um, mm-hmm. there were some shows in the, earlier in the year, they had three, like, one-offs. And they kind of sprinkled in a little more heavily with Quebec than they did for this tour. Right. But this is the only representation from Quebec for this night. Right. Was If You Could Save Yourself, which is the, f- the fifth time ever ever played and i th- i want to say only 23 times total and you can tell when you listen to this track from this night that it's new and you know the crowd is respectful you know what i mean like it's quiet and they're you know they're listening you know what i mean totally so so there again it's like you know you can say what you want about the ween crowd but you know when it's a new song like that they're they're quiet and they're paying attention it's a little risque when you think about it. it's it's how they ended the main set and then and then they um, come back and another nice thing about this show it has a long encore a six song mm-hmm. encore yeah man and I actually you know first another shout out to Brown Base because you can like find out all kinds of information on Brown Base 
But I am. This is my the third longest encore that I'd ever seen. Wow. Yeah, dude. I think two shows. I want to say in the warehouse in Canada in uh, '99, and then one of the 9:30 club shows we went to see had like seven song encores. Wow, that's cool, man. But a six song encore is awesome. You know, like that's like yeah. that's like a legit like whole nother set. Yeah. And so that was pretty awesome. And there were definitely some really cool highlights in the encore. I already mentioned Ohio. And that's really nice. And they were like, um, I, th- I want to say that the, this was of the two times I've seen it. This was the better quality version. Yeah. And I like it just in the regular. Well, it's part of the encore, but I like it as part of the, just the regular set like that and not the opening song because i know we saw them yes that's do right that in, in philadelphia Philly. and it was the it was the f- the first song of the of the night you're totally right like it just in the regular in the regular set like it's just a regular song you know yeah totally no and at this point in the show that was that actually follows what dina was talking about which you know is not like totally rare or anything but um it's not like heavily played and that's such a sweet song the the um and this is another show where like the encore really makes the show in a lot of ways you think about you think of how they end the first the main set with if you could save yourself which is like you know super awesome to hear live and then this encore has what dina was talking about ohio tender situation is really awesome aaron is actually aaron actually does the um does the solo in tender situation so that's really fucking cool like sped up it's a the the tempo is like a little like quicker you know than than normal i think it has a little bit more of like an up tempo kind of feel to it Mm -hmm. for this show and just the fucking jam in it they just jam it out and it's so sweet yeah dude no this is definitely one of the better versions of tender situation i've seen yeah really good yeah um and anytime aaron's jamming on the guitar i love so yeah man. you know thank you aaron absolutely great rendition for being on that guitar yeah dude he was on fire you know because he there's that moment earlier where he's noodling around before they do uh ocean man and then on tender situation that's some of his finest guitar playing if you ask me mm-hmm. and then they also rock out booze me up and get me high which isn't like one of my favorite songs i guess but it's always a crowd pleaser <laughs> and to have that late at night in the encore yeah. You know, the crowd was getting as rowdy as the crowd could get, you know? Like, it was a pretty good vibe, I would have to say. And, and that's also a pretty uncommon song. Finishing up with Buenos Aires Amigo is is pretty um, a pretty regular thing, I guess. So that's not too huge a deal. But they rocked it out nonetheless. I would say that's a little bit of a letdown compared to some of the other songs in the encore. Well, I think when you, you know, if it's, if it's part of the encore, 
you know that it's going to be like the last thing then, you know? Yeah. I don't think. Well, that's true. I don't know that I've ever seen a show where it's like Buenos Tardes and then something else. You know, it's like if it ends the the regular set, it's like okay, that's one thing. But when it, it well, when it comes into the encore, it's like okay, they're not going to do anything else after that. Well, yeah, I think I saw on again on Brown Base, Buenos Tardes Amigo is like the the most common finale and most common song in an encore. Like yeah, it like that would make sense. You know, so I mean, it's all good. It's a lot. It's an awesome song, but I would say. This show has a lot of just just not even looking at the numbers. There's a lot of chocolate and cheese for sure, mm-hmm. and not a lot of older stuff. Not too much older stuff. Well, you got some, you know, you got uh, you got you fucked up from uh, from Godween Satan. You got a couple of pure guava tunes in there. Touch my tutor. Go and get stuff from the get go. Doctor Rock from the pod. Dude, I'm looking at you know. I, I just pulled up Brown Base. They got. This is unprecedented, actually. I don't think I've ever seen this. <laughs> Ten from Chocolate and Cheese. Yeah. And then the Mollusk, which which also is heavily represented, is six. So you right. think about that. They're, like, clearly playing their wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then you do have six from Pure Guava, which is pretty awesome. Um, and only three from White Pepper, um, even though, you know, that's one of the more recent albums. Or I guess at this time, that was the last album. Yeah, up till that point, right. That's pretty yep. crazy to think there's only three from White Pepper. But it's crazy the chocolate and cheese double digits. I mean, there's definitely some 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 good highlights though. You know, again, D's nuts. Hate to keep bringing that up. <laughs> and Ohio, you know, so some good standouts. I mean, I remember it being a great night. A couple of of uh, things from you know just like quotes that they say throughout the show and, and things I I kind of remember here and there. Um, I don't know if you had put this down in the notes or not. There's one point where. Mickey says, you turn that one light off, just that one light, like right in the middle, and then like nothing happens for yeah, you totally. know, 30 seconds or something. And he's just like, thanks, because the light doesn't go off. And then Aaron is just like, hey, can you turn that light off? <laughs> and then they do and then they do it. <laughs> so I don't know if maybe just someone had to like get over to that light or you know, something, but it took him a, a few seconds, but Diener, it wasn't, it wasn't quick enough for Diener. Well, dude, I feel like there was definitely shit going on throughout the show. Yeah. Before Spinal Meningitis, Diener's like, they, they, there's like an inexplicable like delay and they're just like chilling up there. Diener's like, we got some problems here. And then he, he, then he directs it back more or less to Claude, I suppose. And he's like, what's going on with the drum set, man? So there was something going on where the drums weren't set up properly or yeah. I don't know. Something was up with them. I don't I I have no idea what. Yeah. But. I noticed that too. There's a couple of points where they're like, "Oh, we got some problems going on here." Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, kind of weird like that and then there was the moment where Aaron like, "Oh, I have to go to the bathroom." And then there was another moment where Diener's just like, "Oh, we're just taking a break." And so it was kind of yeah. weird like, you know, those those <laughs> were like, you know, kind of longer than normal like pauses between songs. Right, right, right. Yeah, and there's a couple of other cool um, things that you can catch them say. Mickey says something about how many people are from Chicago. And a decent amount of people cheer. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like we were hoping to get, you know, a decent crowd to come down. And I'm paraphrasing, but something like that. Yeah, totally. Um, he's like looking into a black abyss. We can't see anything. Yeah. And then they turn on the light. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Oh, there, there's everybody. Oh, okay. How many of you are from Chicago, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, so there's some cool there's some cool quotes and 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 shit in the show. And do they do a bow at the end of the uh You know, I got to say I'm not sure if it's in the video. I I'm pretty sure they took a bow at the end of this night. 
which they don't always do. I think maybe just because it's the end of the tour. Yeah, totally. I, I, I kind of remember them taking a, a bow and Corey and I being like, oh, that was cool. Absolutely. And then just one of the things I remember about like the show had like just ended and for whatever reason, I mean, I, I just remember being like blown away basically of just um, just everything and just how just how how great like the sound was and how well they played and everything. And I remember sort of like talking to my brother, like going over and, and talking to my brother and uh, and his buddy and just being like, man, this town doesn't even know what just hit it. <laughs> and I, 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 I can't exactly say what I meant by that. I think just because like, you know, some of the shit was like fucked up, like going gets tough and touch my tutor and, you know, D's nuts and well, spring. You know theme. what I mean? Like spring theme, you know, all that shit. That's just like, so Brown booze me up and get me high. Yeah. Booze me up and get me high. And then like, my my brother's buddy just being like, what, what do you mean by that? And I'm just like, just because like there's just so much cool shit that was just played and like, you know, d- does does anybody even recognize it or something? <laughs> I think it I think it was being kind of a pretentious ween. You, you, you were just I mean? riffing, like, man. You were just riffing. I, <laughs> I would say that's a bit of a pretentious statement. Like ah, I'm from PA. These fucking Midwesterners know what's going on. Well, I feel like these people, these people must have just been blown out of their fucking seats with that show, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, I think back then we were starting to get a little pretentious, uh, and it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, and we, and uh, and then it's like, oh well, who all's come all the way from Pennsylvania to come to this show, you know? Which I'm sure, you know, probably not too many people, but you know, I'm sure there's other people. Yeah. And then we have a little, unless you have something else you want to say about the show, we have a few memories of the, the night after that. No, after I mean, I would just say, you know, it's a it's a good show. Yeah. it's The songs are well played. And even though there's not a lot of rarities, the, the ones that you get are really fucking cool. Yeah, man. And then you also just have a lot of great versions of sort of more standard songs. Like Voodoo Lady is, is great. Uh, Can't Put My Finger On It is fantastic. You know, just a lot of, and like, don't get too close to my fantasy is like really well done. Take me away. Like, these are like standards, but like really rocked out. So yeah, yeah. Everything is really high quality. Nothing is really like, you know, falling flat or anything yeah. like that. It's all really well played. And then after the show, you know, I guess we kind of went our separate ways. Corey went back to St. Louis and your brother and his friends like went back up to Chicago. I think we had just barely like made it. Like I think going from the show to the hotel, I can't remember how long it took us, maybe like 45 minutes or so, or like, you know, an hour at at most on our way to the hotel. I can't remember how long it took us, but like it was starting to get bad. Like it was like, you know, some like rain and like thunderstorms, but it wasn't until we like checked into our hotel and then maybe within the first like 15, 20 minutes after getting there and getting into like our room and stuff. I mean, it just started like pouring like yeah, rain. Dude. I had never seen. And we had the TV on and it was a torn. There was serious tornado warnings. Again, I had, I had never seen anything like that before or since. And it was really fucking scary. We, we were like, Oh, let's kind of check out see what it's like outside. And we went outside like underneath the, um, like the car, sort of pour the car entrance you know it's like the covered area to like right. have a cigarette or whatever right. and and i dude it was just like coming down and like the wind was like sideways yeah 
like really in, it was like really intense and the clouds you know it's just one of those classic like the clouds are like really low and really dark you know yeah like straight out of the movie the twister that was pretty wild and yeah dude we were yeah we had like the weather channel on and it's like beep beep tornado warning beep beep seek shelter immediately in the following counties you know and it's like listing counties and places and we're like yeah we're like where are we where you know trying to figure out where are we and then it like shuts off and like the tv like the power just like goes out yeah like the power went out and i remember kind of like looking for other people because i was like well is someone gonna come and like get us if it's like not safe to be in this hotel room like is this i remember at some point we were around the um the lobby and there was no one to be seen there was no one in the lobby it was you know it was just like because I, I remember kind of popping my head out the door and looking up and down the hallway like is there other people that are as concerned about this as as i am and i think everyone just thought the same thing like now nah, we should probably just hunker down and just you know ride it out and we survived but i mean i remember you know the power going out and it just being you know, black in that hotel room and just listening to like the rain, like pour down. Yeah, dude, it was definitely really like eerie and a little scary, dude, because we knew that there was like tornado warnings around us. Yeah. And then we were on the second floor of the hotel. So it was definitely, we and no, and the, but then there was no one around and I didn't know where we were supposed to go. Like, was there, was there a designated place that would be safer? Like what were you supposed to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, so it was, definitely crazy and it totally bore out because i was actually doing the research for this episode and this was a bona fide tornado outbreak and wikipedia if you click on tornado outbreak of april 27th the 28th 2002 and it lists that's crazy man yeah the 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 the, the total outbreak killed seven people 256 injuries and 224 million dollars in damages wow and uh yeah dude so and I don't remember exactly where our hotel was, but some of these, and they list all these confirmed like tornado sightings for the event. And the time for some of these is like that time in the evening that we would have been driving and parking. And then the locations of these, some of these are seemingly like right around where we were. Like this one is just like got to be within just a couple miles. Yeah, man. Of, um, and it says like brick home and mobile homes were destroyed and it was spent 22 miles on the ground. And it was like right through like the area where we were. We, we somehow made it through the whole thing unscathed. Yeah, dude. No, that was kind of like, you know, and then just sort of, we didn't have cell phones at the time or anything like that. So it was just kind of like, well, we'll just lay here in bed and sort of see what happens, I guess. (laughs) I think I sort of remember just being in the hotel room thinking, all right, well, if no one comes to get us, like kind of. Waiting for like a knock on the door. Yeah, someone to be like, "Hey, go to the basement." This is the way you go to the basement. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's go. We can't. You can't stay in this room or something. But that never happened, and we just rode it out in that hotel room. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we didn't take like a direct hit, but right. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. They were in the area, so that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Close enough, man. I can't even imagine, you know, the people who who have de- dealt with that directly, and people who live in areas where it's, it's a common occurrence. It's, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of you know chalk that up to, uh, I, you know, I've lived in Pennsylvania my whole life, and you know, I guess it's like one of those things like out there. It's a you know, 
more common at least yeah. maybe not as bad as it was that weekend but you know there just wasn't anybody <laughs> running up and down the halls freaking out yeah. and i'm like um are we are we supposed to freak out about this because i'm kind of freaking out you know <laughs> this hotel is built with the latest you know technology <laughs> to yeah. withstand the strongest tornadoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but dude i mean that's representing, there was, what, eight shows for the tour, and I got to see three of them. Yeah, that's baller, dude. Really good shows, man. Really good shows. Each one's a little bit different. And yeah, dude, I, you know, as we mentioned, uh, we're only a few months away from Claude has his accident, and Ween kind of um, basically takes takes a little bit of time off from uh, mm-hmm. from playing live. And so this year kind of starts off pretty promising with... The trio of shows that they did before this in what Bryn Mawr and The Conduit and Yeah, Allentown. Allentown, Sterling Hotel. And then, yep. you know, and then they did this little tour, which despite some of these auditoriums they were playing in were still some great shows, man. Yeah, man. And then um but yeah, dude, so that's um that's the wrap, I guess. Yeah, it was the end of the tour and uh end of the episode. <laughs> so this is the end <laughs> ding, ding, ding. our only friend the end of all elaborate plans the end we just want to say that we love you to anyone that's listening to this again check us out on patreon hit us up on all the socials and uh yeah man that's all i got yeah dude well thanks again for listening and um and check out the show archive.org has a better audio quality than the video but the video is pretty sweet too. So yeah, good recordings in general. Yeah, dude. So peace, peace be with everybody and uh, have a good night. All right. Peace.